Welcome to another episode of South Africans living in dot 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 New York. <laughs> My name is David Kao. Those of you that are wondering, that probably found this video because I boosted it <laughs> for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Um, <laughs> so that's like forty nine thousand rand. Yeah, for like a half a day. Yeah. Um, how are you? Hi. Welcome back. This is Lila. Iling. I had a trainer before how to say um, it correctly. And her middle name is Bongile. Yes, that's correct. Sorry, I'm going to. I need to do a. Celebrity. Airplane mode. Airplane mode. Uh, mode. Airplane mode. Yes, Bongile, that is true. Lailas Bongile mm -hmm. Iling. Got the name uh, in college. Who is South African living in the Big Apple? And then we'll probably have like graphics or like inserts and like ah, things like definitely we'll have like a fire truck siren because you can't be in New York yeah. without hearing that thing. Our so noise. you've only been in New York for a year? Yeah, just over a year now. Just over a year. Uh -huh. Do you like it? I do very much. It stole my heart. Yeah, didn't yeah. me. Did you? What did you know about New York before? You came to New York, like, was it like, I need to get out of South Africa and then like, maybe like, Australia is too far, um, London is too full, mm. uh, I'll go to New York, or was it like... I don't know, I think certain things just fall into your journey. I didn't know that much about New York. Um, when I when I got on the plane, it was my first time traveling out of Africa. I didn't grow up traveling. But you'd been on a plane before. Yeah, and I, I lived in Botswana for like two years. Okay. I mean, that's that. But um, just arriving to New York City, like, I mean, just going back to when I was in South Africa, I traveled from KwaZulu Natal to Johannesburg, so that was already like, you know, just an introduction to things can be a little bit faster. And then yeah. moving to New York was sort of like it just hit me in the face. Where were you born? Uh, born in KwaZulu Natal. Yeah. Where? Where in KwaZulu? Um, very close to a rural town, Shashlui. You know, I know Shashlui from an old comedian, Mel Miller, from his joke. Yeah. It's the first time I heard the word Shashlui. Mm -hmm. I've never been, I don't know where in KwaZulu it is. Yeah, I haven't been But I've heard it for literally almost 20 years that I've known uh -huh. Mel Miller. Yeah, what was the joke? The name Shashlui. Uh, he does a joke about how they were smoking weed and they were in Fufui somewhere um, and then they couldn't say the words yeah. afterwards. Well, most people still can't and, speak And then. they were taking a leak at a uh -huh. river and an elephant came and stuck its trunk in between his legs <laughs> while he was... <laughs> that sounds like horror. must have been very high at that time. Um, so, so how long... I mean, I read a little bit about you. Um, I know your mom passed when you were still very young. Yeah. And uh, you used to sing in the car when you guys were going to places, but you couldn't afford a radio. The car didn't have yeah. a. Obviously, cars used to come with a radio as an option. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that happens all over the world, but in South Africa, definitely. You had that blank, black thing yeah. on the dashboard. If you buy the radio, they're going to cut it out. 
and they're gonna stick that big ass radio thing in there. That's and, right. You know, so you yeah. guys couldn't afford that. Yeah. But you had the car at least. Mm-hmm. And uh, when did you get the guitar? Where did the guitar come from? Where did the guitar come from? Um, when um, I was in high school, my friends put money together to get me a guitar uh, when I was 16. Yeah. That was my first guitar. And then uh, I have another guitar story um, of when I moved to New York, which I don't know if that's yeah. what you're referring to. Well, I know you be a musician yeah. and you play the guitar. Um, and back then you used to all you had was pretty much your guitar you know yeah. some you didn't even have a place to stay at some stage mm-hmm. um but you were always with your guitar that's right and um where do you want to start so your mom passed when you were 10, yeah. 10 years old yeah then you went to live with your dad i did well were they separated they were already separated yes okay. he was already remarried oh okay mm-hmm. and then he wanted you to study economics <laughs> Anybody who knows me would know that that is a disaster waiting to happen. Um, I still don't know very much about accounting or I was on a, on a date the other day and somebody asked me what, what the population of South Africa was yeah. and I was like, I don't really know and they ended the date, they weren't impressed with me. What? <laughs> they thought yeah, I was, in New York? In New York, yeah. No, you should have Googled it. <laughs> you should have taken your phone and I like, think, uh, Siri, I how many people are in South Africa? Um, I don't know, Leila. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, I yeah. um, yeah, he didn't really think that being a musician or an artist or my dad yeah, didn't okay, think that yeah. was like a real career choice and I like expressing myself in writing and yeah. um, he didn't really think much of that so he tried to steer me in a different direction. And then you, did you run away from home or did you tell him you're leaving? Um, I ran away after a lot of abuse also from his wife okay so full Sorry. disclosure um but i think it's important to speak about these things and um you know it's been long enough and yeah so it was a bit of you know it was a lot of things but yeah when i was 15 i was out of the house and i didn't know what was next yeah i just kept going you got your guitar got my guitar that was a lot of motivation yeah did you finish school did you manage to finish high school i did but you know there was a there was a time where i thought that i should just end like because i was thinking you know i wanted to start working earning money but i'm so happy that i finished school and i went on to study radio production yeah with the help of other people that's right not your family yes yeah and uh, then after doing radio production you produced for people like jeremy mansfield at some stage yeah, pretty funny. I mean, you, it was a couple of years ago, but you were in studio with us and I was running around probably getting your coffee or something. <laughs> and, uh, so this is when Darren used to do just the phone calls? The phone calls? On call? Jeremy's show. Or was it before? This was uh, Hot 919. Oh, hot, so this is after yeah, this was, point seven. Yeah, this is... This is um, very recent. Then. Yeah, this is like two, wow. two, two and a half years ago. Oh, yeah. This is very recent. recent. Yeah. Wow. So you were still making tea, like, I was, were yeah. you interning? <laughs> um, I did start as an intern, yeah. um, but I ended up working as a producer for them for two years. That's dope. Um, but yeah, I, um, Darren likes his coffee, so I was running around uh, making coffee. But it was pretty cool because I got to uh, greet the guests and yeah. make my own relationships, build my own did relations you? with them. Yeah, it's incredible. Because um, you meet so many people, especially as a yeah. producer. It's funny, I mean, we're sitting here now and um, it's it's incredible that the people that I met 
through radio that I always it was always like oh I hope I meet them one day as a singer yeah I was like oh I want to meet these people one day and then all of a sudden they were part of my daily life and it was yeah. a big change in my reality and what I thought I could, I could accomplish going forward were they always what you expected <laughs> the famous people that I mean I think I I don't like the fame part of it yeah. so for me it wasn't a letdown when I realized they're just people um, I think that's probably a good thing and, and I think as a radio producer um, that is my goal also when I do create content is not yeah. to say oh let's promote this guy's show no let's tell their story let's get into the bad yeah. stuff so I mean no they weren't always what I thought and I think initially I had um, I had a role model who I thought you know it um, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak about this. So I had a role model. Jensu was my role model. It was my first yeah. person that I met at Five FM when I interned, and she was snapping photos with everybody who's, who's, you know, yeah, somebody. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, oh, that's what I want to do. When she asked me what I wanted to do, I want to be an e-entertainment reporter. And then three years went past where I was doing production, and I fell in love with storytelling, and. And I realized I'm not anything like her in what she's doing. She does it very well. And it works for her. It works for her. Yeah. But I feel like I had wrong role models initially for what I want to achieve. And yeah. somewhere along the line, I had to change um, my role where, models. Yeah. Where does coming to New York begin? So let's say two and a half years ago, you were at Hot 91. Um, 91.9. Uh, it's a radio station in South Africa. And... Uh, at what stage do you go, hmm, I think I want to leave South Africa or I want to go to New York or I want to go to America? Uh, you know what, it was, I think I left, even though it was the first time I had some stability, like a good income, place to live, you know, out of community. you this by yourself. Yeah, it was a really good position to be in, but then it's something was still not enough. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, just the age we were living in where you always want more I think that's one of it and the other thing was I didn't feel like I was achieving what I wanted to I wanted to explore more and then it, I judged myself for a very long time when I left uh, radio because it was like for me it was I had all these great things I could keep them and then this could be my life forever or the other option was throw it all away because that's what people will tell you you're doing you're throwing it all away and for a long time, I was like, I was punching myself up about it, and because moving to New York was sort of, um, I mean, I started out, um, I, I do have babysitting gigs, yeah, a lot of things that you know, just ripped me from what my reality was, right back to no one knows or cares who's Lila, yeah. Um, so I judged myself for a long time about it until I asked myself the question why am I what am I judging myself about like I don't yeah. care about owning a car I don't care about owning property um, I am bad with finances and that's Bitcoin. something <laughs> you know there's, there's things I need to work on yeah but you know I judged myself for, for being different and then I was like and and then I got to a point where I met people in New York who have given up their apartments and live in Airbnbs every month in a different state because they they also feel like they need more yeah so I think I left South Africa because I felt like every person should at least once in their life forget about their career, forget about the having the bills, forget about social media, put your phone down, go somewhere for a little bit. So um, I'm still figuring it out. But Do you think you're going to go back to South Africa? 
<laughs> go back to live in anywhere else other than New York? I don't is think it like does it hurt you when you like is it served for you when you think about South Africa? This the sad part for me is I feel that I would love to go and visit again. Okay. Um but I don't think I have plans of moving back anytime soon. The hard part is feeling that I that I have found a life for myself where it's a better quality of life. Yeah. Um you know, I I still miss the community, but the hard part is which I think you brought up in an interview uh, recently where you were saying that um, you know, when times are so tough, we're all together in this, we're all talking about it and then once one 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 person you're on your own, you're on your own and you're like things are finally better and I'm gonna isolate myself and I'm just gonna like enjoy it. And I think that, you know, the same happened for me where I'm like, this is great, but you know, I have a family back home and I, and I wish, you know, they could feel safe at night. I mean, I'm not gonna get into it, um, but security is a big deal for me being in America. Yeah. And the quality of life, yeah. Which is better to some extent, I guess. But that being said, um, I'm still, I do my best to represent South Africa yeah. while I'm here. I think it's hard for anyone to stop being South African. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that's why I was, um, I always try and find out from South Africans outside South Africa. The first thing I do when I get to another town or country, if I can, I try and find other South Africans, mm -hmm. right? Um, and just see what they're doing. I guess it's a comfort place yeah. type thing. You know, even when I was doing my show in New York, the first thing I tried to do was find South Africans so they can come to my show. Mm -hmm. So did you seek out other South Africans um, intentionally mm -hmm. or was it coincidence? Or um, did you join the Facebook groups? South I think Africans it was doing? intentional at first, definitely yeah. because of the, the comfort. Um, and then now I'm at a stage where I'm like, I can't keep living only in yeah. that space. Yeah. So um, I, I would say that I had a good balance at first, but I, I went out looking for South Africans. And um, there's a major big expat community um, and they get together for the South African holidays. Yeah. And we go and have a braai, you know, yeah. wherever. And, you know, so, so it's, you feel, the thing about living in New York is I think people are not connected the same way we're used to in South Africa. Can have a conversation, and people will stop talking to you if the conversation is no longer about them. Yeah. <laughs> Which, um, yeah, I mean. Uh, okay, so you mentioned. Sorry to interrupt you, because yeah. you mentioned the South Africans getting together on South African holidays mm -hmm. or having prize barbecue. Okay. Uh, for reference, uh, so I need you to tell the story. What happened to you? Mm -hmm. um, I'm assuming this might have been your first sort of braai or yeah. South Africans gathering. Uh, I think it was under the Brooklyn Bridge. That's it, yeah. Okay, you tell the story what happened, or you tell me what happened. Sure, so it, def it was my first time attending one of these get-togethers, and um, my friend Sean arranged, he arranges all these get-togethers, and he, um, he said, bring your guitar, because he just knows me as the girl with the guitar or whatever, and also I like to hide behind it, and. and I also walk around with my um, recording equipment because I'm actually really shy but when I get into a new situation if I have a recorder in my hand or my guitar then I can talk to people that way so icebreaker so I brought the guitar with and we, we are having a, a big braai with probably like 200 people South yeah. Africans under yeah. the bridge and uh, at the end of the event when we all uh, were a little tipsy um, uh, I, uh, I was saying let's sing the anthem 
and somebody filmed it. Yeah, a youth started singing. Yes, the on the guitar. Yeah. With your guitar. Yeah. Um, and I uh, hope you've got some footage. There's, a, it's all over. Yeah, it, yeah. it went viral in yeah. South Africa. On, it was the next morning. It was, it was on a lot of South African radio stations' websites. Um, when was it? When which holiday was it? Or what day? I'm trying to think back, but it's, it's, it was probably around the time you were here. It was probably about a year ago. Really? Around August. July, August. It might have been Heritage September. Day last year. Ah, it I might think. September. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, uh, yeah, that, then that went viral. So the videos of you singing the national anthem on your guitar mm-hmm. were made in South Africa. Yeah. And then. Well, it's funny. At first, I have to laugh about it because if we did this on the Mandela Bridge, it was just going to be cool. But since it's New York, it was the headlines were like South African, South African expats so, sing out. So you had to come out. to New York yeah. to sing the National Anthem on the Bridge, basically. You know, it, it does. When you say you're in New York, people do uh, pay attention. Yeah. Um, which I think it's you know it's funny, but I mean. Um, all said and done, it takes a lot to be here and stay here. Yeah. So I'm not gonna downplay it, but um, yeah. So um, and I, I've always had this thing about wanting to sing the anthem because I wasn't allowed to sing the new anthem growing up as a kid. What do you mean? My family. Or the um, mixed one. Yeah, the the Nkosi. The, yeah, the, the, the one yeah, that has the before the stem. That one. I mean, after yeah, I wasn't allowed to sing our new anthem. Um, by your parents or yes, by, by my family. family. Um, my mom uh, wasn't very impressed when it was when it was changed from this then, and wow. um, so I had to break out of that on my own, and I did from which was also very much part of why I left home. And um, how did you end up with your middle name being Swangile? <laughs> college um, in college, I uh, I was I was the only white girl in my class. First of all. Um, Which college is this? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's so funny because I Which feel like my story is such a reverse of yeah, the typical, of you course. know. Being the only black, yeah, you, you know, white. Yeah, and it was, it was, quite, I, it was quite cool for me. Which um, school or college? Namisa, National Electronic Media Institute I used to South film Africa. my TV show there, the You're film and You're kidding show. me. Yeah. We no filmed way. the film and well, we had offices at Namisa. All right. I think for season one, this is like 15, 14 years ago. <laughs> In Parktown. In Parktown. So I was there for a year. Yeah. So you were um, studying music or I was production? studying radio production. Radio production. Um, and it sort of just became, I mean, I'm, I've always, I changed my name actually from being, it was very Afrikaans. And then I changed my, my whole name to Lila Illing. I, that, that was not part of That's not dream. your birth name? That's not it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I was, I mean, I was brought up Afrikaans and I ran as far as I could from it because I didn't like what the, how people, what people associated with it. And my family's values, um, yeah. and so I mean, that was hard. But that's deep. It's deep, I know. But um, I mean, it's a hard choice to make, you know, because you're forced to make it. Yeah. Um, and uh, does it? Do you think your identity makes you any less Africana, or what you've done now in terms of? Do you think you are less Afrikaans? Yes. And that's I what chose you wanted to be. That's to what I wanted. Yeah. Um, and but now that I'm a little bit older, because it's about six years later that yeah. I've, since I changed my name, I look at it and I think I have you know I try to look at it with you know not close-minded and yeah. and 
I think, yeah, I mean, oh, this is so difficult to, to I express. Imagine. I was going to say, I know the audience will probably think I should ask you what was your real name, but I don't want to ask you. I mean, I don't, it, Talia, Talia Lutz. I mean, that's not My that's wife's name is Thalia. <laughs> it's, it's a Greek <laughs> that's name. That's funny. She's Greek. Yeah. Um, but it's Thalia. Alright. So yours was Talia. Yeah, Talia Lutz, and I just couldn't do it. L-I-A. Wow. I couldn't do it. It was people even like trying to get into the music and radio industry. People automatically assume that you know maybe she's gonna start singing Steve Wolfmeyer songs or. <laughs> and I just I had to choose for myself who I wanted to be. And in the media industry, um, like I used to pronounce things like, and I, I think a lot of us would have the same. Doesn't matter your race, but pronouncing things a certain way in South Africa, people automatically think, oh, you're from there or from there. Yeah. So I would say, on Dekker's Road, and, and then people would say, oh, do you mean on Dekker's Road? <laughs> and, you know, I, I just adapted because I wanted to be taken yeah. seriously. Do, um, when you're in New York, do mm -hmm. people notice you are Africans? Not that you're South African, but you're Africans. No. Do you not at all. A lot of people. Um, not, really. not so much. I mean, you get the the uh, now and again people will say, "Are you Australian?" Um, <laughs> very few people will say, "Are you South African?" And um, a lot of people are very surprised when I say my first language is Afrikaans and not English. Um, wow. So I think that that I I just you know it was an idea I had when I was yeah. younger, and now it, it became my identity, and. You still, you're still doing production work here or going into studio? Are you recording an album or are you just putting together tracks or are you trying to continue learning and working? I've put um acoustic album that I've recorded. I've put that on iTunes. It's online. I just released that. Um, you send us a link mm -hmm. and then we'll do the swipe up. And What's the title of the album? One-Sided Conversations. Okay. Mm -hmm. By Laila Ely. Yeah, that's the one. Yes. shot a video yet a music video there are a few I am very much uh, I like getting behind the camera yeah while I'm in front of the camera yeah. selfie sticks and everything um, I like I really like re recording a shooting my own stuff and um, firstly I'm not signed by a label um, yeah. and it, it's um it's time for me to, to try and take that to the next level do um, you want to be signed yeah I think I'm ready for that I feel like I know who I am and if it happened any sooner, I wouldn't have known who I was and anybody could have told me, oh, you should be like this or you should be like that. Yeah. Um, Why don't you collaborate with all the South African artists that keep coming in and out? In and out. I think you like them, you know, your Casper your Fests, your AKAs. Yes. There are so many South Africans. They, they are. I think yeah. um, Goldfish was here not long ago yeah. also. It's, yeah, yeah, it's do you there. know them? Do you get in touch with them? Because we met on social media. Well, yeah. Know? Uh, you came to my show, thank you very much, when I was here. And uh, do you try and hook uh, and catch uh, and catch up or meet other South African yes artists? And no. you know? Yes yeah. and no. Um, 
Yes, in the sense that I used to be very much on it. Yeah. And then I felt like I went through this phase where it's like, oh, social media is like taking yeah. too much of me and um, trying to reach out to 10 people and one person gets back to you. And, and as an artist or somebody who's creative... That's not a bad... Uh, success rate by the way I understand one out that, of ten yeah. no I understand that and I think I think we have to work so hard to yeah. um, to, to go forward I think, it, I think keep doing it um, because the one person that mm. replies might matter more than everyone that's yeah. ever not replied or you know not, not bothered before but you, you won't know. You're not in control of knowing mm-hmm. who's going to reply or who's not. I agree with that. So you might stop at number 49, but mm. the 50th person would have been the one that gives you a recording deal. Yeah. You know? Because they're also there seeking something uh, on social media or whatever platform You're on. these are. But put out your mm. content, you know, your videos or whatever you're making, put it out. You've got a YouTube channel. Yeah, more on Facebook. You know, the, yeah. the other thing is, Facebook is still quite big in South Africa, where yeah, oh, yeah. it's Instagram. Yeah. So having to um, take those followers over to Instagram is, is you know, you still have to upload some channels. Do all of them. Don't try and move them. Yeah. My social media makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. I've got seven hundred and fifty thousand followers on Twitter. I've got nine thousand eight hundred subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. And I try to every as often as I can and say please follow, subscribe to my but it YouTube, gets so subscribe old to my Yeah, it gets you know? Facebook, Instagram about hundred and fifteen, hundred and twenty each. Which again it's like but I've got mm-hmm. seven hundred and fifty thousand on Twitter. You know, why are they not subscribing to my YouTube channel? Why are they not following me on Instagram? So Everybody, all of them serve a different, uh, different purpose. You know, Snapchat. Get on Snapchat. Yeah, and you don't know who's um, watching nowadays. I feel yeah. like your resume even is yeah. online. Um, you don't and know who's watching. If you aren't already like a fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh no, definitely. You should. Yeah, I know he's pretty. Watch good. a few videos or whatever. Yeah. But Musically is one of the uh, apps that mm-hmm. he starting to talk about or he talks about yes which is basically people miming or mm. singing along to popular songs or whatever you know it's it's obviously it started with the young kids or young girls but all apps started somewhere and the intention was for that person or to target that audience and then they ended up going mm-hmm. in different directions but definitely you you won't know where is your um, you know, yeah. Where's your the one next best thing or luck or person you're gonna meet? Yeah, that's um, why I think traveling was so important. Yeah. Um, and as much as I judged myself for leaving a career behind, yeah. um, when, I mean, with that that video of the uh, Brooklyn Bridge that ended up in me singing uh, our anthem in DC for the Springboks earlier in June. That's the end of the story. Sorry. Yeah, we never yeah. We, we got never like so. Uh, I mean, so the thing went viral yeah. in South Africa, then you started, you sent something or someone sent something to the South African Rugby Union. Yeah, somebody I used to work with in radio forwarded yeah. them an article. About you having sung the song yes. and the video. And then they said they'll get back to you, they mm-hmm. might ask you to sing. Yeah, it was. A, they told me to submit a professional recording, so I went into a studio here and did a professional recording. Of the national anthem. Of the anthem, yes. And then they were like, oh, oh great, thanks, we'll put you on the list. On the waiting list, 
um, and um, then they announced the um, the game, the match in in DC. Yeah. And I emailed them. I didn't well, wait. Who was South Africa playing? Wales. Oh, okay. Yeah. In Washington. In, yeah, it was a once in a lifetime thing. It never happens. Yeah. So crazy and. Um, How long ago is this? This was on June second. So it's recently. Last, last year. No, no. No, no. Yeah, no, no. Is this now? It was like yesterday. <laughs> it's like uh, three weeks ago. Yeah. Four weeks ago. Uh huh. Oh wow. Yeah, it was. Um, so uh, yeah, what happened was then I I reminded Sorry that I had my audition tape that I sent to yeah. them, and South then, African Rugby Union. That's it, <laughs> and they told me that the American Rugby Union are the ones in charge of deciding these things. So they they send it on, and then um, the USA Rugby Union got back to me, and, and they gave me the opportunity to sing the anthem. Um, and then that happened, and I'm still kind of like recovering from that. Wow. Yeah. You've big. got some sort of footage, or like your phone, or a friend with a camera, or something, right? Yeah, it's, it was everywhere. It was just, I didn't, my phone was blowing up. crazy day and yeah. um, but I'm also very truthful about um, my experiences yeah. um, w and I think being in New York it just gives me the opportunity to be away from everybody like family and friends and I can say whatever is on my mind without anybody like tweaking it or saying oh you shouldn't say that and so I wrote about my experience and it was it was I was not limousined around or put up in a hotel or and I mean those things don't matter to me that's not who I am but people think you're a celebrity yeah. now, and I, uh, I'm like, whoa, no, this is how it felt, this is what happened, this is what's the highlights, these were the, yeah, the parts that I was there alone without my, I didn't have my family Stop there, yeah. uh, you know, so I think it's important to, to just say that chasing celebrity is not the end goal. Yeah. You need to have Same fun along Yeah, you need to have fun along the way, and, and yeah. I love what you do. And I've stopped.